This is Jody Avergan, host of Ask Roulette, a conversation series in which strangers ask each other questions live on stage. You're listening to an excerpt from our October live show at Housing Works Bookstore here in New York. In addition to audience members, this excerpt features Chris Gethard, host of The Chris Gethard Show. If you haven't seen his work or read his book, do it immediately after listening to this podcast. Now, people who get paired during Ask Roulette often find cool connections on stage together, but the vibe between Chris and this guy Tim, who just came out of the audience, is really amazing, and hopefully the audio here does it justice. We've posted a picture of Chris and Tim on stage on our website, askroulette.net, and of course, follow us on Twitter, at askroulette, facebook.com slash askroulette, and please subscribe to the Ask Roulette podcast through iTunes if you haven't already. If you have, thank you very much. And if you're listening to this before January 9th, come to our big one-year anniversary show featuring A.J. Jacobs, Baratunde Thurston, and other special guests to be announced soon. This is Wednesday, January 9th, here in New York City. Okay, here we go. This begins with two audience members already on stage. We're off to Housing Works Bookstore in Lower Manhattan. We know your name is Zara. Zara, meet Ali. Ali, meet Zara. You can open your eyes uh, and fire away. So on a first date, what information about yourself do you casually or not so casually make sure you always slip into the conversation? I always warn them that I'm a writer so they know there's a chance that they might show up in future pieces of mine with fake names but very easily identifiable details. You say that right off the bat? No. (laughs) And have you ever um, not written about someone because you like them? Yeah, I mean, it's not like I chronicle every guy or every date. It's just usually the really bad ones. (laughs) All right. Allie, thank you very much. What song is that? I was trying to play He's Mr. Know-It-All by Stevie yeah. Wonder, but without having practiced at first, I was being very tentative. It was pretty Very good. tentative. It was very close. That's pretty close. Yeah. It's a good song. Okay, Zara, please close your eyes. Number 902. Come on up. Zara, you can open your eyes. Uh, uh, Okay, Zara, meet Katie. Katie, meet Zara. And uh, fire away. My question was, which of your failures in retrospect has turned out to be a very good thing? It's a good question. Um, The one thing that comes to mind is I played field hockey in high school, and I was going to play in college and found it pretty easy in high school. But then when I got to college, um, it was a lot harder and I sat the bench for a couple years. But then my senior year, I played again, and we actually had a really good season, and it was a great learning experience for me. All right. Good answer. Good answer. Sorry, thank you very much. Katie, please close your eyes. Number 891. Eight. Nine one, come on up. (laughs) 
Timothy, Tim, what shall we call you? Uh, Tim, is, Tim is fine. Tim is fine. Katie, meet Tim. Tim, Tim. meet Hello. Katie. And Katie, fire away. Tim, if you could be one character for a week on a current playing TV show, who would it be and why? Wow. Um, oh, I, actually, I would probably be uh, the doctor from House. Um, mm. How he could just self-medicate himself and stuff like that. Uh, <laughs> I think he's boss. I, I really think he's bossy, so uh, I'll probably have to say him. That's pretty intense. <laughs> but it's really about the access to prescription drugs? Oh, yeah, all the time, all the time, yeah. I like his, uh, his way, how he uh, talks to people, and uh, he just lets them know, like, he's like, I'm a genius, I'll walk in here, I'll tell you what to do, and then I walk out, and then I self-medicate myself. <laughs> I have problems, I have problems, but that's fine with me, because I'm a doctor, okay? So I would have to say him, yeah. All right, Katie, thank you very much. Number, please close your eyes, Timothy. Number 24, come on up, 24. You can open your eyes, Timothy. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> your name is? Chris. Chris, meet Timothy. Hi, uh, Timothy, <laughs> not much. You are cool in a way I can never dream of. <laughs> Everything about you is cool in a way. You can't see me, but everyone who can see both of us knows that y you and I are perhaps opposites as men. As opposites in every visible way. If we walked down the street together, everyone would choose you <laughs> anytime a choice was presented. It's true. Don't be bashful about it either. No. It's just true. Tim. You got a question? Um, <laughs> Sorry to flatter you. For a minute, man. Sorry about yeah, that, you need Tim. To... All right, let me, let me re rejuvenate real quick. Um, all right, so... Uh... See, you just used the word rejuvenate. <laughs> That's awesome. That's so awesome. I never say that. I would be like, let me get my thoughts together. Sorry, I'm doing it again, Tim. My bad. <laughs> I feel like we should have like a little stage thing going on. Like, now presenting a T-Fire in the left-hand side. And then you'll be like the hype man. Like, yeah. Could not be more into what you're describing. It would be impossible for me to like what you're saying more. Let's do it immediately. And here we go. Yeah. Hit, me with, hit me with that question, T-Fire. All right, so I'm sure everyone here watched the debates yesterday. Let's get a nice little round of applause. All right, so uh, speaking on that subject, if you had a 15-minute interview with uh, the presidential candidate, either Governor Mitt Romney or President Obama, what would you talk about? Well, I'd probably, I don't know, I'd be, first of all, I'd be very terrified because um, I'm not the most um, well-read person and feel like I'm out of my depth speaking in situations that are far less serious than that. I'd probably, I don't know, with, I don't know. I'd probably go on some ill-advised attempt to try to like stick it to Romney and make him look dumb and just would um, come off as sort of like a, a not smart person in the process. With Obama, I'd probably sort of, I, I would imagine, I'd, try, I'd probably tell him he was cool in a way not too dissimilar from how I reacted to you. Because <laughs> uh, I feel like um, he also has that. I'd probably talk to him a lot about basketball because I'm a big basketball fan. There we go. And I know that he is as well. And then at the end, after desperately trying to make him laugh, and I would assume he'd try to like sort of chuckle out of niceness even though I was uh, nervous, I'd probably like, meekly be like, also, you never closed Guantanamo. I'd like say something like that. <laughs> and, uh, and he'd just sort of like charmingly brush it off. 
and I would not, I would not follow up and, and make him answer. I talk way more than anyone else. Yeah, thank like you. Team money, get in. I here. love it. Get in on this. Well, well, I'm gonna have to say uh, uh, thank you for the reply. Um, I, I pretty much thought you were gonna like, you know, hit about the economy and what's going on in, in overseas and what's going on in our country. But uh, if you want to kill him with kindness with, with questions, you'll probably have Obama like half asleep and Mitt Romney in the corner like knocked out. But I mean, hey, you want to go that route? That's fine with me, man. Uh, we're wow, I am mildly <laughs> insulted, T Fire. <laughs> I'm mildly insulted by your response. <laughs> like you just told me I put everybody to sleep. <laughs> but I, I, I'm just Chris, man. I'm no tea fire. Uh, it's a, uh, we, we could give you a stage name like Sea Light or something like that. <laughs> yeah, Tea Fire and Sea. Well, Sea Light almost gives sea me too light. much credit. Because if it's light, as in like, um, like less than, I think it applies. But it might make people think of like sunbeams. It should probably be like Sea. What should it be like Sea? C, C, C minor back there. C minor. I like C that minor. one. Yeah. Whoever C minor, out, ladies and gentlemen. C yeah. minor. T fire and C minor, the worst buddy cop duo Rocking of all Rocking the time. stage. <laughs> Your hat is so cool. <laughs> Wait till you see me when you get down there. You're gonna be like, he was right. <laughs> like as much as I hate to do this. <laughs> thank you very much. Bye, thank C you. Fire. Thank you. Being known as C minor is Chris Gethard, host of the Chris Gethard Show. Oh, thanks for having me. That was fun. I'm going to read you uh, some questions that came in from strangers randomly online. Okay. So the first question, uh, would you rather lick someone else's armpit or have someone else lick your armpit? I've done both those things. <laughs> They're equal in my mind and neither one's that bad in the right context. I would imagine that that's just a signifier that you're having a lot of fun, right? <laughs> that you've lost yourself in a sexual moment and you have no, um, no more boundaries and that's when things get fucking fun, right? So I don't know, maybe I'm just a fucking weird pervert. It's Sorry, definitely I just, a sexual thing. I would, I mean in my, <laughs> in the instances when I have licked armpits and had mine licked, it has been sexual, yeah. Is that, that's not that weird, right? There's a lot of other body parts you could have asked me about licking that would be more severe than the armpit. Came in online, not me. No, it's fair, it's fair. I'm criticizing that. Who here has person. licked an armpit? Obviously, we know oh, C minor. I am pretty much alone. There okay. was like seven of us. And who here has gotten their armpit licked? I also have done that. Oh, wow. Okay, no. I think it's oh. oh, I thought that was, I thought I was a lot more normal. <laughs> yeah, you're normal. These people are boring. Have you seen Sophie's Choice? And if so, do you think she made the right choice or the wrong choice? I have not seen Sophie's I Choice. Ha I have not seen Sophie's I hate, Choice either. I hate to be so such a buzzkill with that this. answer. I think what do you imagine it is, and then do you think that Sophie made the right choice? If I, if, from what I understand, she has to kill an evil baby? Is that <laughs> largely what it's about? She has to kill an evil baby? Is that what that's about? I don't I know what that means. So I'm just going by audience. Audience says, is that yeah, what it is? no. Yeah, yes. Oh, right, that's Eli? Rosemary's baby. Eli, you seen it? I haven't no, seen I haven't. that one either. Rosemary's baby. She asked, she asked to sequels. decide which of her children dies. Oh, she has to decide which of her but children dies? But one of them is not evil. She can only, she can only save one. Sounds like one a great film, and I'm going to Netflix it immediately. Oh, so she has to save a good cousin versus an evil kid biological kid and she does spoiler alert no 
It's been a long time. It's pl the statute of limitations is gone on Sophie's Choice. What did she do? That's well, not the right movie? All right, well, That's in that movie, movie that we I think it, was that The Good Son with Macaulay Culkin? The Good Son. Okay, so in that movie, totally at least I mixed movie. it up with Rosemary's Baby. But oddly won just as many Academy Awards. Yes. None okay, of so us have in, seen so, any movies. So, so kill Macaulay Culkin mm -hmm. or save another child actor that no one has ever seen before who's so your to, cousin. Wait, it's either kill an actor I know or just... Wait, it's but it, those are... Actually, the, the actor Macaulay Culkin. If I have to kill Macaulay Culkin or save someone else, aren't those the same thing? <laughs> Because if I save the other kid, doesn't that mean I am inherently killing Macaulay Culkin? You just want me to kill Macaulay Culkin. I think so. I Culkin. got nothing against the Mac. Uh, Chris, got any financial advice? Do I have any financial advice? I do. Um, no credit is worse than bad credit. I was just talking about this with my friend on the way over here, that I had no credit, and I thought that was really good because I hadn't ever lived in debt. I don't have, I didn't, I never understood it. I'm really bad at math. So I was like, if I don't have the money for something, I guess I just can't have that thing. And I thought that was how life works. But then what happened was you get past a certain age where they just don't want to give you credit. So last year I found this 750 square foot co-op, one bedroom in Jackson Heights, a block and a half from the train for $135,000. And I tried to get a mortgage and I had the down payment saved. And they were like, you can't have that because you have no credit. And then... I tried to establish credit, and it was a super depressing um, process where I had to try to get credit cards. It was ultimately rejected for both, and this is not a joke, an ExxonMobil card and a Sears card. <laughs> Sears rejected me. Like, Sears was like, we don't trust in your ability to pay us back for pants. <laughs> but then I got a weird, weird MasterCard, and things are good. Things are better. They're looking up now. I got one of those, like, real shady ones. Yeah. Like you get those emails that are like, Orchard Bank wants to give you one. I'm like, what's that? It's like one of those. I have one of those in my pocket right now. Congratulations. Thank you. Thank you so much. Uh, Chris, are you ready to ask a stranger your question? Yeah. Chris, say hello to Neuralane. Hi, Neuralane, say hello to Chris. Hi. And Chris, fire away. Okay, so as an Irish Catholic person, I'm driven by guilt. And I have a lot of people in my life who I wish I could apologize to, who I have yet to do so. And I think about it all the time. Do you have anybody in your life you wish you could apologize to about something? And what did, what did you do to them? Um, well, I'm Muslim, so I'm also driven by guilt. Okay. A lot okay. of it. And uh, I guess I would like to apologize to my parents, mainly for the kind of not Muslim I am. Oh, wow. So I make a lot of questionable choices in my personal life, and uh, they don't know about them, but I know about them. And so... I guess if I could, I probably would apologize for being who I am. Oh, that's the, that's the saddest. That's the saddest answer. What kind of questionable, what kind of questionable um, choices? Well, I've, I think alcohol is a very close friend of mine, mm -hmm. and that is not good. And I happen to have a thing for men who happen to not respect me at all, so that's also not great. I'm really screwed up. All that guilt just makes me crazy. You couldn't talk to your folks about this no. kind of stuff. And I'm fine with that. I, don't, I think as long as they don't know, it doesn't hurt them. I don't feel bad about who I am as a person, but I feel bad about the fact that it would hurt their feelings if they found out. All right. Thank Sorry you for the for honest answer. Sorry no. about the dreadfully sad question. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Chris, thank you very thank much. Thank you. Folks, she's driven by guilt. She's so lost without guilt She can't tell her parents That she's alcoholic
<laughs> Folks, watch this man's show. It is remarkable every Wednesday night. Thanks for listening. To hear more audio excerpts and to learn about Ask Roulette and to find out about our next live event, visit our website, askroulette.net. We're also on Twitter at Ask Roulette and Facebook.com slash Ask Roulette. See you soon. Thank you.